0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Ever been on a long airplane flight and after all that coffee and tea, you really got to go? Well, imagine being on a long flight in a cramped cockpit and there's no aisle to line up in, no restroom. That's a daily reality for the Air Force. Solutions have been so far suboptimal, especially for female pilots. The service says airmen routinely dehydrate themselves so they can make it through long flights. Now the Air Force has deployed what it calls an improved in-flight bladder relief device. Here with more Air Crew Flight Equipment Program Analyst, Scott Cota. Mr. Cota, good to have you on. Thank you. So to begin with, we're talking about fighter aircraft. I'm presuming that transports have restrooms like airliners.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yep, this is for fighter aircraft specifically.
1: And for fighter crews, how long can flights last from takeoff to when they land again?
0: Well, for this particular device, I mean, obviously it can change a lot with, depending on what their mission set is, but we target around a six to eight hour
1: flight time. Yeah, that's a long time even for somebody under 30, I guess, if they've had coffee beforehand. So what has been the solution until now that causes the airmen and airwomen, I suppose, too, to simply try to not have the need before they take off?
0: For this particular device, we've been focusing more on the female fighter aircrew the device that they've had in the past is a version of this device that we've worked it's just it wasn't designed for the amount of female aircrew with the different ranges and anthropometrics and that we're trying to achieve right now
1: one size does not fit all yeah one size does not fit all how does it work i mean what's the general with you know without being overly explicit what is the apparatus designed to do specifically
0: it's pretty much got three main components you got the relief bag there's a pump and then there's what we're calling the human interface and then there's hoses that connects it together and the real challenging part of this device is of course the human interface part where you start getting into where we've got the different ranges and different sizes of people And we knew that what we had to have was different sizes and that what we've had just wasn't working. They were getting leaks and those kind of things. So then it was still forcing them back into that tactical dehydration where then you get potential for kidney stones and urinary tract infections and those sort of things.
1: And also dehydration Um, while you're in flight could cause problems with cognition and so forth, correct?
0: Yes, it can. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Reduce G performance in those areas that you mentioned.
1: And the other interface I'm curious about is the uniform interface, because somehow it has to get from inside to outside. So that must have been a challenge also.
0: Yeah, because what ends up happening is the, the human interface with female anatomy, they're basically sitting on it for that entire duration of the sortie. So six to eight hours. So it has to be something that's comfortable, but also effective. And you've got to make sure that it's something that's comfortable, that it's effective, and that also has minimal leaks because obviously you don't want to be there six to eight hours with leaks.
1: All right. And so you turn to a contractor. And what type of program did you design for a company to come up with something? Did you design specific specifications with shapes and dimensions? Or did you just say, here's the problem. What can you do about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what I do. I do, I do the requirements part. So that's what I came up with was here's our problem. Now, we have a program office out at the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center, and they actually manage this overall program. But this is just the first of, we're actually looking at a suite of options because we know that, you know, as I've mentioned, that one interface isn't going to work for everybody. But for this particular one, it's a vendor that they've already worked with. We've already got a device from them so we knew that we could probably make some improvements and get something out there relatively quickly while we worked the more long term and go out to industry and generate completely new
1: products. We're speaking with Scott Coda. He's an Air Crew Flight Equipment Program Analyst with the Air Force. And the vendor, do they simply supply military with this kinds of devices or is there a commercial counterpart to this class of product?
0: I'm not 100% sure, but I believe the company is also branched out into medical areas where folks that are bedridden.
1: I imagine there must be female crane operators, because sometimes those are long shifts way up in the air, and it takes a half an hour to get down, or maybe truck drivers.
0: I'm not sure of all the areas they've branched out into. I know they've tried, but we are one of their primary customers, because the device that we're after... There's more specific requirements where, you know, if you've been in a cockpit, it's pretty tight, pretty confined. And then because it's an ejection seat, they're supposed to maintain and be strapped into it at all times and not unbuckle. So it's a little more challenging. And then, of course, because it's something that's going in a cockpit, it's got to meet all of the safety requirements, you know, to be allowed in there.
1: Right. Plus, you have the issues of pressure and I imagine maybe even temperature and vibration.
0: And those are all tested. that they ran this device through.
1: Did they deliver a prototype for a test phase? And do you test it in the air or do you test it maybe on the ground for eight hours before you have it fly?
0: Yeah, what we did was we broke it up into two phases. We have a separate test organization that they did some ground testing. And what they actually did was they went out to the company and the company actually had some ejection seats there. And we sent air crew out there to sit into the seats to use it to get comfortable and then we had a phase where the company was right there with their designers and their engineers and they would be able to sit there and you know use it for a few hours and then give immediate feedback to the company and let them know hey it was still uncomfortable here I've got a hot spot you know I have leaks and then they were able to address it and they they were able to make some changes on the fly so to speak over the next couple of weeks so it was sort of an iterative process over a month where we got to the more of the final design for the interface, and then they did some separate flight testing. So there's Audit. really no way of getting Audit. the feedback
1: or the efficacy results other than having actual air staff use it in either a controlled environment or later on up in an airplane.
0: Absolutely. We make sure that everything gets flight tested. We have to have the pilots use it and get that direct feedback from them to make sure that it's going to work and and do what it needs to do for them.
1: And you mentioned, of course, cockpits don't have a lot of room in them, and there's an external component to this. The bag and the pump and so forth are outside of the flight suit. And what about the fact that the Air Force operates many, many types of fighters, some even two-person, two-cockpit or one-cockpit, and so you had to ensure that it fits in all of them, correct?
0: Yes, absolutely. Yep. Our tester did the flight test and she actually went out to uh, the different units, F-16, F-15 units. Then I think they even went out to a bomber unit as well, uh, to a B-52 unit to where we had the female pilots out in the
1: units so that
0: they could get the numbers and get the data that they needed.
1: These were deployed in December. What have the results been so far from the air?
0: actually just did our first shipment because the first set of devices arrived, we had 50 arrive right before the holidays. We didn't ship any out right before then. But I think our first shipment out to a unit that's asking for them is going out this week. So we haven't been able to get any more feedback than we've got from the testing yet. And they're going to deliver us 50 systems a month. 250 total is what we're getting, 50 a month. Before
1: the test pilot takes up the device to test, do they have like a double large seven eleven coffee?
0: No, we're actually, what they were doing during the testing and specifically during the ground testing was have them drink water to try to keep them normally hydrated that they would for a sortie when they or when they go fly
1: and just a detail point, if God forbid someone has to pull the ejector seat, and those are pretty violent ejections. Does the whole bag and apparatus go with it?
0: It actually, it'll break away at the hose so that none of it will go with them.
1: And while we have you, what about the male pilots? Are they pretty well taken care of with existing equipment?
0: Right now, we're focused on, because of the challenge with trying to meet, you know, in particular, the health and safety of the female aircrew. But we're going to go back after we get the more challenged part that we're working now, and go back and see if there is any interest from male pilots. I mean, they've got the old piddle packs that have been around for probably since they started flying fighter aircraft. But we're going to go out and see if this is a device or something that they may be interested in.
1: I guess in the old days of fighters in World War I, you could get away with maybe a small galvanized bucket because the planes were slow, but not nowadays, huh? Correct. Scott Coda is an Air Crew Flight Equipment Program Analyst at the Air Force. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me.
1: We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive when you got to go. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a
0: cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free.